0: the answer
2: yes indeed it is and a good morning to you thank you for joining us as we get started at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this wednesday the 30th that would make it the penultimate morning of the month of october in the year of our lord 2019 thank you so much for being with us coming up on the program in the next hour our only guest today is going to be dr warren farrell who's going to join us to talk about the james younger case the james younger case of course is an extraordinarily important one as it pertains to parental rights and as it pertains to child abuse. James Younger is the seven-year-old boy whose mother is trying everything she can to stop uh, the father of the young boy um, in his attempt to keep him as a young boy. The mother is trying to transition the boy into a female, claiming that he, at age seven, is a female psychologically and thus should be made one physically. The uh, father uh, challenged in court... his rights um, to have a say in this. He was originally turned down by a jury. The mother was going to be able to make, be able to make all of the medical decisions. And um, a judge recently gave him some hope and overturned that jury's decision saying the father is a co-parent and does have a right to help make these decisions as well. So where will it go from here? Dr. Warren Farrell will be joining us coming up at 1035 to discuss that. But we start the discussion today in the obvious place. The American left... Long ago, having decided that there was a conviction, has been in search of a crime for that conviction ever since. They convicted Donald Trump of something they just didn't know what at the time that they or that he won the election. Uh, in fact, before, I talk about this on a daily basis because it is worth our time and it is worth repeating so that you get it into your head and you can share it with others. Remember, the FBI... Working in consult with the uh, department, well, which is part of the Department of Justice, but the Obama Department of Justice and with the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, they all worked to make sure Hillary Clinton would win the uh, election in 2016. And if she didn't, there would be an insurance plan in place. We have those words from Peter Strzok to his lover, Lisa Page, both of them high-level FBI employees. So they decided then, we are convicting him of something and we will use whatever it is that we find to remove him from office. Don't worry. He will not serve. That was the uh, mentality, and that was the plan. That's exactly what the um, uh, FBI and the DNC conspired to do before President Trump ever took office. So here we are in year three of the Trump administration. Things are going swimmingly. The economy is humming along. We have all kinds of wonderful news to share, and the left is continuing to search for that crime to match the conviction they decided on three years ago. And, of course, they have decided that crime is a phone call. A phone call to the president of Ukraine. And this is only because they couldn't find a crime in Russian collusion, which they guaranteed existed. They couldn't find a crime in obstruction, which they guaranteed existed. They couldn't find a crime in anything that the president has done or his team. And so that's why they have decided now, well, this is going to be the... the uh, The hill upon which we die. Lindsey Graham, who has been one of the most outspoken supporters of the president in in the United States Senate. And by the way, I will say that also while acknowledging that Lindsey Graham has not done enough to do more. You know, he's he's not done more than just be an outspoken supporter of the president. But Lindsey Graham is laying this all out. No matter what the Democrats do on Thursday, tomorrow, when they hold this ridiculous resolution vote, which is not, by the way, what we thought it would be yesterday. We thought it was going to be an actual vote for a formal impeachment inquiry. This is just to adopt rules moving forward, which we'll talk about in a moment. But Lindsey Graham said, no matter what you do, don't even bother sending this to us in the Senate. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham said last night on Hannity, there is, quote, not one vote. Not one vote among Senate Republicans, to remove Donald Trump from office, quote, because he did nothing wrong. That's exactly what he said. So if he's right, and I don't know if he's done a survey or if he's just speaking off the cuff, but Lindsey Graham says not a single Republican will join this ridiculous movement to remove the president from power. So if they can't win it in the Senate, which they can't, what's the purpose of going forward with this mess? And the answer, of course, is to just present the appearance of impropriety on the part of the president. Just to present a little bit of um, a, to take a couple of bites out of him. Because, again, the success that this country is enjoying right now, under ordinary circumstances throughout American history, a president presiding over a strong economy, Remember when a certain president once said it's the economy, stupid? A president presiding over a strong economy has been a shoe in for re-election in American history. And they know full well that Donald Trump would be riding along on his way to another term if they don't take a bite out of him in some way. Try to make him appear dirty. Try to make him appear incompetent. They tried that with the 25th Amendment push, but they have been screaming Impeach 45 since before he took office, meaning nothing, let me say again, nothing they are doing right now can possibly be taken as serious. Devin Nunes, uh, Republican uh, in the House, working very hard with Congressman Jim Jordan, our friend, to expose this uh, conviction in search of a crime for what it is. And yesterday, uh, Jim Jordan came out swinging, along with Nunes. I'll let you hear from both of them, but we're going to give Jordan priority here. Coming out swinging, talking about what it is that uh, the left is doing, particularly Adam Schiff, who gets to play prosecutor, he gets to play judge, and he gets to play jury all at the same time during their closed-door depositions and hearings in a bunker in the basement of the U.S.
3: Capitol. we prevented the witness from answering certain questions we have during the deposition. Um, you know, one of the things you do in these depositions is you ask the basics. Who, what, when, where, why? You ask those questions. When we asked the whistleblower who he spoke to after important events in July, Adam Schiff says, no, 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 we're not going to let him answer that question. Even though at the start of every one of these depositions, and you all know this already, every one of the, start of every single one, he says, this is not classified. He tells us that. The witness has their counsel there, their lawyer there. They don't need Adam Schiff being chairman and lawyer. But that's in effect what happened today, and he would not let the witness, And, and look, the Democrats run out here and say, oh, the Republicans are trying to figure out who the whistleblower is. We're trying to figure out who a witness, Liz, is. Uh, if you, The resolution that the Speaker has just filed, at some point she points this out in the resolution, this is going to go to the Judiciary Committee, if in fact they, they push it there. There will be witnesses called. We'd like to figure out who those witnesses should be so the American people can get the facts, get the truth, and we know who these individuals are.
2: All right, that's important to understand what you just heard. Really, really important. So Adam Schiff is conducting this ridiculous deposition of Lieutenant Colonel Vindman yesterday. And as Representative Nunez said, quote, I have never in my life seen anything like what happened. It was unprecedented. They've been bad at most of these depositions, but to interrupt us continually to coach the witness and to decide what we're going to be able to ask the witness and to see someone coach a witness, this isn't the first time that Schiff who is very good at coaching witnesses, has done this. But literally, he said, when we asked him who he spoke to after important event, events in July, Schiff says no, we're not going to let him answer that question. So let me add another job title to Pencil Neck Schiff's uh, growing list here. So Adam Schiff, in running the Intel Committee, gets to be prosecutor prosecuting Donald Trump. He gets to be judge deciding who and what can be seen and who or what will be able to see it in those depositions and what is released or leaked to the uh, to the public, he also gets to be defense attorney for the witness, in this case, Vindman. So as a prosecutor in one hand, going after Trump, a defense attorney defending the witnesses against any cross-examination by some of the Republicans, And then, of course, D, he gets to be the the, uh, ultimate jury to decide whether or not the President of the United States is going to uh, be impeached. He's going to present all of his findings to, um, uh, to Nancy Pelosi. This is an unprecedented power play by a single committee chair. And when I say unprecedented, friends, this is not hyperbole. This has never, ever, ever been done before, where one person. Out of the 435-member body of the uh, House of Representatives, one person knows the identity of the whistleblower. One person gets to decide who and what everybody else becomes aware of. It is simply remarkable. And it's upon this basis that they're going to try and remove a president, a duly elected president, invalidating an election, invalidating the will of the voters, who by a strong electoral college majority chose Donald Trump as the leader of the United States of America, this is the process by which they're going to remove him. This is incredible. It's more than incredible. It is impossible. And we need to make sure that's the case. We need to make sure that this is not possible. We need to unite with one another and with our representatives to stop it. All right, a lot of ground to cover here. I'm going to give you more from Jordan. I'm going to give you more from Nunez. I'm going to give you more from Adam Pencilneck Schiff as well. We also have a couple of other important stories to get to today, but this continues to be the lead story in this country because our country is at stake. And we'll talk about why right after this on AM 1420, The Answer.
0: WHKradio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast.
2: I haven't even given out the phone number yet because I have so much information to present to you, but uh, I do have people on hold already. So let's try to take a call or two here, and we'll get back to some of the audio. And by the way, before I do that, let me say this. And the phone number is 216-901-0945 to join us on AM 1420, The Answer. You can also hit uh, 888-281-1110. But um, I want to say this. I'm going to feature a lot of Jim Jordan here. And lest you think it's because he's my congressman, Lest you think it's because he's a regular guest on this program appearing every Monday. We're not featuring Jim Jordan because Jim Jordan is, you know, you know, you know, teacher's pet here. Uh, you know, because he's, he's our favorite, uh, uh, you know, guest and that sort of thing. Jim Jordan is doing work, honestly, that very few other members of Congress are. He, along with select few of select few others, including Andy Biggs, including, uh, probably, um, uh, I would say Mark Meadows, I would say probably Matt Gates, uh, and I might stop there, they, and Devin Nunez. There you go. They are the leading um, resistors of the resistance, if I can put it that way. That are working for us on Capitol Hill, doing unbelievably important work. And not only are they getting the work done behind are running to the cameras to bring as much of this to light as they possibly can. You're probably getting sick of seeing some of their faces on television and listening to some of them on the radio, but I'm telling you, I will continue to feature it, and I hope that the television, uh, you know, cable news like Fox or uh, One American News and others will continue to feature these guys because they are bringing to light what the Democrats want to be kept in darkness, which is their illegal, unprecedented uh, proceedings. These these ridiculous hearings that they're they're uh, the sham process they're undertaking right now uh literally um is going to be successful if it isn't brought to light. They are the exact opposite of transparent. They want this done under the cover of darkness in that basement without anybody doing anything to tell the world what's really going on, to tell the other 99% of the story. They'll give you the 1% of the story that they think embarrasses or convicts Donald Trump and they will conceal the other 99% of the stories. And that's what Jim Jordan is doing uh, such a tremendous job of. He is coming up and saying, here's this, 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 this is what they did, this is what they did, this is what's wrong with it, and, and you know it's for that reason that we continue to feature a lot of his audio and to have him on this program. It's not because uh, uh, he's the only member of Congress, he's just one of the only ones doing such phenomenal work for the American people. Ryan in Cleveland. Uh, thanks for uh, waiting, Ryan. You're on the air. Go ahead.
4: Hey, good morning, Bob. Can't wait to talk to you guys on the 21st. But uh any rate, I just want to know if you had any comment on the uh, legalities or, say, forfeiture of the vote. Because when you got congresspersons and senators running for president on the Democratic Party, how do they get to the vote for the impeachment of the president? It, isn't that like having a biased jury?
2: Um, no, not really. Uh, you know, the, the constitution allows them to separate those things. You know, they're still allowed to cast votes on a lot of things, uh, while they're running for president. I mean, they won't cast informed votes because they're busy running around on the campaign trail, trying to, uh, uh, Buffalo, the voters in a, into believing, uh, all of their not socialist nonsense. But the fact of the matter remains, if they are a sitting member of Congress, they get to vote on all things, including the impeachment of the president. And if they fail, then okay. they still get to continue to run against the president. So you would think. Excuse me, you would think it would be a conflict of interest, but unfortunately, uh, no, that's that's not how it works.
4: Okay, that's cool. I appreciate it. All
2: right, Ryan, thanks for the call. Glad you're going to be there on the 21st, by the way, for the War for America Soul Tour, which we will talk more about coming up in a bit. All right, let me get back to this. Again, I kind of prefaced uh, this audio by talking about Jim Jordan and the work that he's doing here. Jim Jordan... Has four facts, four talking points that he wants you to be aware of. Things that have never changed in the last two months of this ridiculous process. Um, that that the Democrats cannot counter. They cannot they cannot argue against these basic facts. And with the presentation of these four facts. Um, Essentially what Jordan and the Republicans and the President's supporters and defenders here in this this illegitimate coup d'etat to try to remove him from power, he dismantles Adam Schiff's arguments in this entire sham impeachment inquiry. Please listen.
3: There are four fundamental facts that have never changed. Never changed. Mr. Vindman is not the first one we've talked to who has been on the call. We've heard from... President Trump and President Zelensky. we got the transcript. Both President Trump and President Zelensky said no conditions, no pressure, no pushing, no quid pro quo. We've got the transcript that shows that. We know the Ukrainians knew, did not know at the time of the call that aid had been withheld. And tell me what action President Zelensky or the Ukrainians took to get the aid turned back on. Did he do a press conference? Did he issue a statement? Did he say he was going to investigate and do certain things? None of that happened. Those four facts have never changed. Even though you got all this stuff that Adam Schiff wants to talk about and leak from these deposits, Positions, these are all just, that, that's all it is. None of the basic things have ever changed. The meeting never happened. The meeting with the Ukrainians wanted did
4: not happen. And he raised concerns, women raised concerns that did not happen amid this push for an investigation into the violence. That was a concern he raised with the National
3: Security Council lawyer. President Zelensky and President Trump met at the United Nations. But he said the meeting that they didn't have, didn't have, they were trying to get this meeting, it didn't happen. President Trump and President they Zelensky face- met at the United Nations.
2: President Trump and President Zelensky did meet at the United Nations. And again, there was no quid pro quo. The important facts there that Jordan just laid out cannot be disputed. They cannot be disputed. Here's the folly of this. If I can just put this in very simple terms before we go to the news here at the bottom of the hour. Here's the folly of all of this, right? Schiff continues to bring quote-unquote witnesses forward to tell us what their opinion of the phone call was. He continues to bring people like Lieutenant Colonel Vinman forward, and I will not assassinate the, the Lieutenant Colonel's character, but what I will say is his judgment matters not. Every witness that is brought forward in these hidden, cloaked depositions, every single one of them is merely giving their opinion of what was on the phone call, which would matter if we didn't have the phone call. All of this is unnecessary. All of this is a waste of the people's time and money because President Trump declassified the full transcript of the phone call. If you have the full transcript of the phone call, what need have we of witnesses describing what they heard on the phone call? That's the folly, the insanity, the the ridiculousness of this entire affair. Got a lot more to talk about. Want you to be a part of it. 216-9010945 After the News on AM 1420. The answer. He gets to coach the witnesses. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is um. This is such an amazing and unprecedented uh, development in this uh, in this story that Adam Schiff, <clears throat> the lead prosecutor slash attack dog, as the chair of the Intel Committee, who gets to decide who is subpoenaed and who appears in these ridiculously clandestine uh, deposition hearings, Adam Schiff gets to decide what questions he asks and what questions are asked by other democrats but then he gets to decide which ones that the witness will answer if they're asked by a republican i this is a this is an un Believable situation, but that's exactly what Devin Nunez reported happened and what Jim Jordan reported happened yesterday. The idea
3: that we want to know um, who this individual may have communicated with, that's important information. And the idea that when, during our hour, our council is asking questions and Adam Schiff tells the witness not to answer our questions is completely ridiculous. And it's, it's why this should be in public. Exactly.
2: It has to be in public. this cannot be allowed to continue to continue in this way, and so maybe you say to yourself now okay France, okay Jordan, okay um, uh, Trump and everybody else who is uh, trying to stop this ridiculous process isn't that what you wanted isn't aren't you getting now what you wanted Nancy Pelosi announced and we talked about it yesterday Nancy Pelosi announced that they're going to have a vote on Thursday so that this will become public right this is what you wanted well, except that no, it isn't. Because the impeachment inquiry resolution that is being presented for a vote tomorrow is is just as flawed as the sham process in the basement of the Capitol building that's going on right now. There are at least five major problems with this. Breitbart does great reporting on this. Uh, you probably have heard some of these mentioned in other places. Let me give them to you in a kind of a, uh, a, in a, a an encapsulized uh, manner here. Five additional problems with the resolution. Number one, it gives authority to Adam Schiff's committee, the Intel Committee, that it never, ever had before. Prior impeachments have been handled by the House Judiciary Committee. The new resolution that Nancy Pelosi will put forth tomorrow for a vote directs several other committees, intelligence, foreign affairs, oversight, and ways and means to continue their ongoing inquiries as impeachment inquiries, creating a giant net encompassing everything from Donald Trump's tax returns to his private businesses. Moreover, the resolution is unclear about whether the Intel Committee Uh, can continue with their secret hearings, the ones that we're complaining about right now. The power that Schiff has abused. This is power that he has abused to disseminate pro-impeachment propaganda by way of leaks, but without giving the other 99% of the story. The text of the resolution that they will vote on tomorrow says that the chair shall conduct an open hearing or hearings which lends itself to multiple interpretations. Number two, the resolution they will vote on tomorrow does not provide the Republicans, the minority party, with equal subpoena power, as it has in the past. That's kind of important. When the House authorized the impeachment inquiry into Bill Clinton in 1998, its resolution asked the Republican chair and the Democrat ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee to call witnesses. In the case of disagreement from either side, the full committee would vote. Under the new proposal, however, for the Trump inquiry, the Democrat chairs of the Intel and Judiciary Committees do not have to submit witnesses to the full committee for approval if the Republican ranking members disapprove. Only the ranking member has say so. I want you to think about that. Compare the text of the 1998 resolution in the Clinton case with the new one. In the Clinton impeachment inquiry, subpoenas could be issued by the chairman and the ranking minority member acting jointly, or if either declines to act, by the other acting alone. Except that in the event that either so declines, either shall have the right to refer the committee for decision. The question whether such authority shall be so exercised, and the committee shall be convened promptly to render that decision, meaning a vote. That's the way it was done in '98. But in 2019, in the Democrats' new proposal, the chair, for example, Schiff, has a veto power over the ranking member, but not vice versa. Quote, in the case that the chair declines to concur in a proposed action of the ranking minority member, the ranking minority member shall have the right to refer to the committee for decision the question whether such a shortage authority shall be so exercised. And the chair shall convene the committee promptly to render that decision subject to the notice procedures for a committee meeting. So, in other words, Adam Schiff is the decision maker rather than a vote of the committee. Third problem with this ridiculous resolution proposed by the Democrats yesterday, which will be put to a vote tomorrow. The resolution waters down minority powers over the release of Intel transcripts, which is what we have been screaming about. We want to see all of the transcripts of all of the testimony given in the bunker-style basement in the Capitol building by this Intel committee run by Pencil Neck Schiff. As attorney uh, Samuel Dewey pointed out uh, yesterday on Fox, uh, on Cavuto's show, the new rules actually give Schiff more power over the release of transcripts, rather than less. Even allowing him to release transcripts of interviews that have been edited unilaterally. You understand that, right? I know this is an intelligent audience, so I don't have to explain everything, but just for the sake of thoroughness, that means only he can edit without any say from the minority party. He, Adam Schiff, the chair, and his party can edit transcripts, redact what he wishes, and have those released to the public. So in other words, the the public only gets, once again, as is now in the sham process, one side of the story. One side of the story. Number four, the resolution does not compel the release of past testimony. Given the secretive and one-sided nature of the process thus far, basic fairness would suggest that transcripts of previous testimony, the ones we're talking about now, be released. The resolution that they're going to vote on tomorrow does nothing of the sort, allowing the negative spin produced by the Democrats' previous abuses to go uncorrected. They're selective leaks. Again, I've made this comparison before. I mean, I'll try to come up with another metaphor on the fly here, but, I mean, you can prove almost anything about anyone if you only present one half of the story. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, a, of, of an example here. Um, and I, I don't know if I can come up with a great one. Uh, think, of the, think of the smartest people of our time, or of, of or maybe of history. I mean, let's think of uh, Albert Einstein, widely regarded, obviously, as one of the greatest thinkers in the history of, of man. Um, he wasn't perfect chances are he probably got some problems wrong as he uh, worked through the uh, you know I- I- the innumerable equations uh, that he was responsible for through the theory of relativity and everything else he probably made mistakes if one were to present uh, you know if one were to chronicle all of the work that einstein did but only leaked to the public the mistakes that he made in the process of getting to the right answers one could one could convince uh, uh, you know uh, uh, an objective jury that he was an idiot and look at him, he got this wrong this wrong this wrong this wrong meanwhile they're not showing you the cavalcade of information that shows how brilliant he was on what he got right and how he got there again I'm thinking of this on the fly here I, I used a football analogy before Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, six Super Bowl championships. He'll have every passing record in the history of the world by the time he retires. But if you wanted to, I could present to somebody who had never watched football before a highlight or rather a low-light film of all of Tom Brady's interceptions, one after the other, after the other, after the other. and An objective juror might look at that and say, God, this guy's terrible. Holy cow, look at that mistake, look at that mistake, look at that pick, look at this fumble. This guy's terrible. If you present only the negative, you can make anyone believe anything about anything. Adam Schiff is presenting what in his mind is fumble, interception, fumble, interception, cheating, etc., etc., coming from these uh, witnesses in these depositions and not showing any of the stuff that shows that maybe the guy they're talking about is better than that. Nothing that actually might exonerate or cast doubt on the, um, on the allegations that they are waging and levying against him. That's what they're doing here, showing you only the low lights, as they see them. And then finally, the fifth problem with this resolution that Nancy Pelosi announced yesterday, that will be presented for a vote tomorrow. It restricts the president's right to be represented. Has anybody ever heard of the words due process in the United States of America? Anybody ever heard of that as it pertains to the Constitution, as it pertains to American law? The resolution refers to, quote, procedures as to allow for the participation of the president and his counsel, end quote. But these do not kick in until the process reaches the Judiciary Committee. Meaning, the President will not be represented by counsel looking out for his interest in all of the other committees. And as I mentioned in number one, there are a ton of other committees that are going to continue to do this work. They're going to continue holding hearings in the in the Intel Committee, in the Foreign Affairs Committee, in the Oversight Committee, in the Ways and Means Committee. And the President will have no counsel representing him in any of those only in the judiciary. I mean, I want you to consider all of this. If, if this was, and this is an often repeated analogy, I guess, but if you wrote this and tried to sell it to a producer in Hollywood, they would say, send it back for rewrites. you got to make it realistic. Nobody would ever allow this railroading, this framing of a, of a duly elected president as a means of removing him from office. you got to make this more realistic, a producer would say. I can't make this movie. It's just stupid. Well, stupid is as stupid does. And here we are in real life. This is life imitating art. Or is it art imitating life? I don't know, but I can tell you this. Uh, The President of the United States is being railroaded. And the only thing we can do to stop it is to continue to support people like Gates, people like Biggs, people like Jordan, people like Meadows, people like Nunez, and others who are doing everything they can to protect not just Donald J. Trump, but the institution of the presidency. Remember, when our founders included the uh, impeachment aspect in our, in our uh, constitution and in American law, they considered not doing it. They considered not having a method of impeachment, but they put it in there. And they said very directly that impeachment of a president shall not be partisan. Impeachment of a president cannot be partisan. Because then minority parties, the party that's out of power, will use it in such a way just to regain power. Impeachment should be reserved for egregious crimes committed against the nation. Egregious high crimes and misdemeanors, the likes of which uh, are tantamount to treason. So much so that both parties agree this cannot stand. This must stop. That's how it was written. And let me ask you, does it sound like this is bipartisan, what is going on right now? This is the biggest sham. And I know we get caught up in this from time to time. I don't like to be prisoner of the moment. Here's another sports analogy for you. A, 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 new, a new superstar comes onto the NBA scene and wins an MVP or two and, and does a lot of great things and suddenly see people are screaming, this is the greatest player in the history of basketball. And somehow that wipes out, because they're prisoner of the moment. They don't remember the history of watching Michael Jordan. They don't remember the history of watching Magic Johnson or Wilt Chamberlain or anybody else. They get caught up in the moment. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is the greatest thing in history. That's kind of what prisoner of the moment is. So I announced that so that I can say this with conviction. I am not being a prisoner of the moment when I say this is the greatest sham in the history of the American presidency, in the history, quite frankly, of our republic. This has never been done to another president. This has never been done in such an unbelievably partisan, unfair, cloaked fashion, out of the eyesight of the American people. This has never, ever been done before. Forget about Nixon. Forget about Clinton. This is unprecedented in American history, and hopefully this will be unrepeated in future history. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Dial now. We'll get you on the radio on AM fourteen twenty. The answer.
0: Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. All right,
2: 955. The Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420, The Answer. I mentioned Lindsey Graham at the top of the program as we uh, tried to work our way through all of the latest developments in this um, sham attempt to remove the President of the United States from power. He was on Hannity last night, and he said that the President of the United States, this is the problem, the left cannot accept the fact that Donald Trump is President of the United States. They don't accept that he won the election. They're sore losers, and America hates a sore loser. Lindsey Graham also said this.
5: I think Joe Cunningham from South Carolina is a Democrat holding the first congressional district. He says he's going to vote for the inquiry. And here's what I would tell Congressman Cunningham. You're voting for an inquiry that allows the Intelligence Committee to do witness interviews behind closed doors and the President's counsel is not allowed to attend. The basic premise of due process is to confront your witnesses the accusers against you, and call witnesses on your behalf. Neither can be done under this resolution. This is a crumb of due process. It's not even half a loaf. if we tried to do this to a Democrat, they'd be eating us alive. Let me just stress this. The Intel Committee, the President's Council cannot participate, and Republicans cannot call witnesses unless Schiff agrees. That is a joke. And any Democrat who votes for this, I believe, is voting for an uh, un-American process.
2: The President of the United States, like any other citizen, is entitled to due process. And they are denying that of him. Or rather, denying him of that. Navy man Norm in Strongsville. You're on AM 1420. The answer. Good morning, Norm.
4: I think it's time we fight fire with fire. I Uh, think it's time we get activists and pack the halls of Congress, blockade their offices like they did with the Kavanaugh hearings, uh, set up, Get into those, um, if they have to break down the freaking door to get into those congressional hearings and just, just make total asses of these people. And, and Bob, I'll, I'll tell you, they're, they're asking for it. Uh, I know a lot of people that are just saying, well, the media is on their side. The media will not trip tell the truth. I don't care whether it's the Cleveland pain dealer or the uh, wrapped up Washington post. You saw it when the Washington Post glorified that terrorist-murdering SOB. You know, it, it's time for the American people to stand up and be counted. And the problem is we've got too many people, unlike our listeners, who are apathetic or indifferent to this. And the reason is they're fed the bovine excrement by the news media. So the Democrats go in with, you know, um, another touchdown uh, that we don't have because of the news media. So the only way we're going to have to do it is we're going to have to start fighting fire with fire. And the people are going to have to rise up, call their Congress people's office, call anybody's offices, and let them have it. But until we can get the people uh, from their uh, watches, their Apple watches and their Apple pads and all the rest of it, we're in trouble.
2: You know, Norm, I... um... I don't disagree, um, and I don't mind the, the idea of fighting fire with fire. Um, but I would just ask this. What good has it done them? What good has it done them when they throw their little stompy foot tantrums and they charge into into rooms and they occupy a space outside the hearing rooms and, and all the other things we've seen them do, sitting there like little babies uh, with their little pacifiers in their mouths. Um, what, does, what good does it do at the end of the day, other than just to embarrass them? I don't know that it would do any good. Uh, we can go there and we can stomp our feet and we can occupy this and do that. And at the end of the day, Adam Schiff is still ruling this thing with an iron fist, as long as the democrats give him the right to do so by way of this vote tomorrow
4: well with the fight fire with fire i mean also on the senate side and let the senate be known let the senate know that no matter what they do there will be no impeachment because the minute any impeachment trial or that hits the senate there shouldn't even be a vote we're not accepting it goodbye and the story well, he did, nice. you know, uh,
2: Lindsey Graham. Not that he's the only uh, speaker over there, but he's, you know, the sen- uh, the Senate Judiciary Chairman. He did say, "Look, there will not be a single Republican vote, and in order for them to remove the president, they need a bunch of Republicans to join the Democrats in voting to uh, remove him. They will not. That will not happen." So he has said that. But what I would like is a little bit more from our senators. I would like Lindsey Graham to stop going on Hannity, which I, you know, I, I don't mind playing him because he's saying the right things. But let's do some things. When is the Senate Judiciary Committee going to call some witnesses? When is the Senate Judiciary going to open an investigation into all of this thing? That's what I would like to know. Because right now, they're saying the right things, but they're doing a whole lot of nothing. All right, news time now. More of your phone calls right after this.